FBI Director Christopher Wray testifying on Capitol Hill yesterday. And he said that anti-Semitism threats against Jews in this country are reaching historic levels. That's bad enough. But when we are starting to see terrorist groups from across the world, whether it's ISIS calling for attacks on Jewish communities in the United States, in Europe, Al-Qaeda issuing specific attacks in the United States, there is, an, there is an, a greater need for intelligence officials to be far more diligent than they usually are to prevent these types of attacks that these terrorist groups are calling for. And and even in the case of the Cornell student, doing that due diligence is paramount in potentially thwarting an attack. But what happens when the FBI can't do it all? What is the FBI looking for in these situations? That's where we bring in Andy Arena. He's the executive director of the Detroit Crime Commission. He's an adjunct professor at the Thomas M. Cooley Law School, of course, former head of the FBI here in Detroit. Andy, good to have you. Hey, Chris, good afternoon. Whether it's Hamas, whether it's Al-Qaeda, whether it's ISIS, whether it's Hezbollah, what are the, the, the odds in times like this that we see other terrorist groups, cells around the world calling for sympathizing attacks here in the United States? Uh, how common is that, I suppose? So, Chris, I think you kind of hit on it earlier. Um the threat's always there from a national security standpoint. These groups just don't go away and, and come back when when there's trouble in the Middle East, right? They're always there. They're always plotting against us. And, you know, the FBI and the national security apparatus of this country has always got to be vigilant, and I think they are, right? It's But they can't get focused on, okay, right women, wing extremism or Antifa. I mean, they're all on the board. They're all potential threats. Now, with what you've got going on in the Middle East right now, it obviously ramps it up. So Hamas, ISIS, Hezbollah, you know, these, these organizations uh, are certainly even more antagonized towards the United States. But then you've got the lone wolf. You've got the person out there. They may have mental health issues. Uh, this may be enraging them personally. And what they're seeing on social media is is propaganda, right? And so it's just really infuriating them. It's it's pushing the, the terrorist organizations to attack. So it just raises the level, the threat level in this country uh, even higher than usual. And and this isn't necessarily to say it's one-sided. I mean, we, we, we saw the horrific incident involving the, the six-year-old Palestinian-American boy in Illinois who was stabbed to death by the, the person who, the, the landlord of the place he and his mom lived. And so it goes both ways. The, the, the ability to be radicalized based on an event like we're seeing unfold in Israel and in Gaza. But I, I think Christopher Ray yesterday said something that was, I, I don't know if it's alarming. I think it's something that people should be aware about. We're going to play a little bit of, of that back and forth between Christopher Ray and Senator Rick Scott coming up in the next segment. But, but he said that, yes, we are always looking. Yes, our intelligence has a, a good grasp on perhaps some of the known suspects or known people of interest that they've looked at. But it is almost impossible to be able to pick up on, as you put it, lone wolves or people that have flown under the radar or who have never been radicalized. And it's not a time for uh, avoiding living your life, but it is a time to, I think, as Christopher Ray put it, be be diligent, be vigilant. 
So, Chris, this is, this is the time when the FBI and, and, and the national security uh, uh, agencies in this country need the help of all Americans, right? There are, you know, social media runs their lives, right? So people are out there, and, you know, by law, the FBI, the federal government cannot be on fishing expeditions and looking at people's social media. They have to have some reasonable suspicion. I know a lot of people find that hard to believe, but that's the reality. So they, they're not out, out there looking, fishing around, right? They need Americans. They need people. If they see something that's just not right that somebody's posting, um, they need they need that brought to their attention. Get involved. You know, don't don't think you're uh, you know rat out your neighbor. Just if you see something, it doesn't look right. Let the FBI, let law enforcement know about it. But it is troubling. And, and, and I think what Director Ray was saying yesterday is the truth. And I think it's honest, and we need to hear it. And we need to all just kind of take a step up here and, and, and uh, help defend this country. So, as intelligence officials are staying diligent on some of these these. Uh, potential threats in the United States. What are they looking at? How? Where do they start? And and kind of what does that process look like? So you know you've got you've got human intelligence. You uh, you're basically sources on the ground here and in the Middle East. You've got electronic surveillance. So the CIA, the NSA, you know they're obviously monitoring things overseas. The FBI through FISA is monitoring uh, potential targets here in the United States. You know, information that comes in from the public, information that comes in from law and other law enforcement agencies. I mean, this all goes into the intelligence base. And really, at that point, you need your intelligence analyst to train analysts to be kind of connecting the dots. That's what we missed in during 9-11, right? Before 9-11, we just did not have that analytical capability to connect those dots. I think we're in a much better place today. But, Chris, the threats there, it's, it's growing every day. Uh, it's a really scary time. In terms of a threat that's localized, so if they identify a threat from a person in a certain area, do, does the bureau then hand that down to the to the more local level? Like, for example, you when you headed up the Detroit office, would would that be something that was sent down to you, and then you would work with other officials locally, or would there be a collaborative effort still with the federal level as well? So, you know, at the national level, if the NSA and CIA, um, Homeland Security picks up something, they're going to send it to the local level. Here in Detroit, it would be the Joint Terrorism Task Force, which is run by the FBI. Now, that task force has state, local, federal agencies from across the state working on it. They all bring to, to, to bear their expertise, their databases, their experience, their sources uh, to protect this country. So if there's something local, the local FBI, the local Joint Terrorism Task Force is certainly going to be on it. They're going to be monitoring it. They're going to be surveilling. Uh, they're going to do everything they can to, to neutralize that, that threat. When it comes to, to people living their their lives, I think that this country and our people have never been afraid to go on and, and you know, go about their, their daily to-dos. But... With that being said, whether you're somebody in the in the Jewish community or uh, perhaps somebody in the Arab community that feels threatened, um, there there is a certain level of of worry that I think people have. Should we feel comfortable that there are that there that that there are proper checks and balances in place to make sure that we remain safe? So, Chris, I think that's what the terrorists want, right? They want us to feel off balance. They want us to feel uncomfortable. So 
you know, you've got, as you said, you've got to go about living your life, but, you know, you've got, you always have to be vigilant. You have to have your head on a swivel. You're at the Lions game on Monday night. you, you got to know what's going on around you. you got to know how are you going to get out of here if something happens, right? Does that not look right? Let me tell security. You know, that's just part of our life. I mean, obviously, that, that's what 9-11 changed for all of us. Um, live your life, but, you know, be vigilant. Mm. Uh, Andy Arena, always good to catch up with you. Thank you for your time and insight, as always. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Yep, you got it. That's Andy Arena with the Detroit Tri- Crime Commission, of course, former head of the FBI here in Detroit. I I, I, I want to play you some audio from Christopher Ray and a and a back and forth he had with Senator Rick Scott of Florida because I, I thought it was particularly interesting. And this wasn't inflammatory. It wasn't accusatory. I think this was a pretty realistic view of our situation now. Because when you see, according to Christopher Ray, a 60 percent uh, statistic of religious hate crimes in this country being attributed to the Jewish people in, in the United States, that is a problem. And, and there has been rhetoric, whether it's on social media or in different media outlets, that, that almost insinuate that for Jewish people to feel threatened is, is almost being an alarmist. It's overblown. It's not real. I don't think that any of that is to be disputed now. And I think on the other side, there's there's very real concerns, I think, for some of our friends in the Arab community, too, that feel threatened. And that shouldn't be okay. And I think that's where the intelligence community steps in. They got to do a really good job and be very diligent in parsing through information. We'll get that Christopher Ray out of you to you coming up next on JR Afternoon.